The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Rebecca Risk, and this is Falling Through the Cracks. Today, I want to um, talk to you about alternatives. If you feel you aren't getting the care that you need from your regular healthcare system, um, this is something that happened to me with my treatment for Lyme that I couldn't even get it recognized that there was something going on, and I find that this happens a lot in our system, that there's just some gaps that are missing. With me today is a health clinic in Mexico. The Baja Medgate program enters into the realm of alternative, complementary, and integrative therapy. They uniquely orchestrate their treatment program specifically on a per-patient basis so that every step is appropriate to each situation. With me today is Jennifer Mealy, Dr. Carlos Miramontes, Dr. Garcia, and Dr. Custodio. Welcome, everybody. Hello, Rebecca. Thank you so much, Dr. Risk. Um, We are all here and, and ready to share some information with you. Oh, that's great. Um, I guess that you all have some very interesting stories about how this journey became so passionate for you. Can you share some of that with us today? Absolutely. I can share a little bit about how I got into this, and then I'll pass the phone around to the different doctors. The one thing that I will share up front is Dr. Carlos Minamontes, who's with us. His English is actually much better than he likes to think it is, but he may ask us for some help translating from Spanish okay. to English. Okay, for sure. Um I started in this with a family member who was very, very ill and ended up throughout all parts of the United States searching for answers where there was basically none that could be found. Ended up working with research institutes in the United States, um, also a few in Canada, uh, some associations with Europe, even though I didn't go to Europe, and also eventually came down to Mexico. When I came down to Mexico, through the whole time I was noticing that I was even sick, my my original career path was not medicine. I was in the performing arts and music. Even though I was studying um, psychology and musical effects on the human body, I was not actually thinking of a full-time area of medicine until I myself got sick. And at that point, I ended up working with multiple different clinics, private institutes, hospitals throughout here in Mexico, um, forming relations, international relations with different scientists, researchers, health professionals, health coaches, stem cell laboratories, immune programs. And I had the pleasure of working right next to the doctors of designing and developing the treatment protocols for every patient. One of the diseases I went through, and I, uh, someone told me, wow, you really sound like a mess when you read your bio, <laughs> because <laughs> I've been through Lyme disease. And then a year later was diagnosed with breast cancer, and five years after that, lupus. So it, it seems like it's just one thing after another. I, I'm happy to say I'm doing very well now. 
Um, I do watch my health care. Very careful with diet, nutrition, um, IV therapies, supplementation, herbals, anything you can think of. And we know it's a lifestyle change, of course. We yes, formulated yes. or I formulated Baja Medgate. I'm the founder and director um, of Baja Medgate under one particular reason. That most of the clinics I worked here in Mexico, either they would do one treatment or another and they wouldn't share information or a patient such as a Lyme patient, chronic infection, cancer, no matter what it was, couldn't get the treatments they wanted, couldn't get the treatments they thought would help without having to go to each individual place. What I tried to do here is create an environment where we have an entire team of medical doctors working together and scientists, researchers, holistic health practitioners to obtain an individualized program for each patient, for each disease, with each specialist being involved and bridging that, those worlds together. And that's what we have obtained here. We always offer evaluations to every patient before they even come for a program. We work synergistically, like, for example, with you, Dr. Risk, on any patient that would come. And every program we offer, there's food and natural food, gluten-free. We have an in-house kitchen that prepares every meal per day. Uh, we have a wonderful staff that are chauffeurs. Our location sits up on a hill looking down the ocean here in Baja, California. We also um, offer lodging, normally oceanfront lodging for every patient. So that's really of assistance. I could not have formed this team here without having the doctors that are here in this room with me now or the people that have supported us through the years as well. So the doctors that are here as Dr. Garcia... Dr. Miramontes, Dr. Custodio, they are here on the founding floor of making this particular group uh, flourish. So I'm going to pass the phone to Dr. Garcia now so he can share his experience. Okay. Hi, good morning, everybody. Hi, Dr. Um, thank Garcia. Thank you for having us here, and uh, I will be more than glad to share. Um, well, when I was in, in medical school, I started um, working um, in a hospital, in an alternative hospital, and that uh, woke up my curiosity about um, alternative treatments. So when I finished uh, medical school, I started working uh, well one of the largest probably hospitals of alternative medicine, and I worked there for, for seven years. And that's where I got um, training from the Institute of Functional Medicine with, with functional medicine. As, um, so I was there for seven years. Then I moved along to another hospital here in Tijuana, which is a, a large cardiological center, and I stayed there for about three, four years, and then I got another offer in another uh, major hospital, a chain of hospitals here in, in Mexico, so I also moved down there. And finally, um, that's when I started working uh, with Jennifer, um, Dr. Custodio, Dr. Carlos, so several years ago, and uh, we decided... Um, that uh, if we make um, a team, we could probably offer everything on, on the same place to all the patients. It has been a, a nice journey because it's um, you get to grow a lot. You have to we have to learn everything that we are taught in, in medical school. It's um, um, it helps a lot, but it's we're more, if I can say, narrow-minded when we got out of uh, medical school. So we have to learn. We have to do our own research. We have to. Um, investigate because we we are training a, in a in a way and when you come out and, and see patients that the reality is totally different. So um, 
Right now, we have been working here with Baja Medgate for a, a few years already, and it's a very nice uh, environment. Um, we try to assist the patients in any way that we can or any way that the patient will require assistance. We try to, well, we do an evaluation, like Jennifer said earlier, in each patient. And any kind of medical specialty that the, doc, the patient may require, we're going to be able to provide it and offer it. So that makes us a little bit um, different in the sense that the hospital, the patient doesn't feel um, like they are in an environment or hospital environment. It's mm-hmm. more like uh, actually friend-doctor-patient's uh, uh, relationship that we have. And um, so we do the blood work, physical exams, image studies, whatever the patient requires so we can establish a diagnosis or even confirm a diagnosis. And from there, it's going to be how we're going to start um, with the treatment. Um, we usually send to our patients um, a form or, or a list of most of the treatments that we have available, but not all treatments are going to be applied to the patients. Each patient will have uh, different therapies, different dosage of supplementations for medications, <clears throat> different image studies, different studies, so that we can um, uh, provide the better uh, treatment and have the, the best results. I honestly like, <clears throat> I love what I do. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. I don't really see it like a workload, which is different when you are or when I was in um, in the hospital environment, where it's more more strict in the sense of times, and and, and because I have only uh, X amount of time with each patient, here uh, I'm here in the clinic, and I can spend 20 minutes with one patient, or I can spend probably two hours with the patient. We will talk about uh, blood work, about any questions they have, <clears throat> and from there we will end up talking about many other things. Um, Patients have, uh, where I always tell the patients to bring uh, homework, and their homework it's going to be, or it's a list of questions for the next day. So I always tell them, I would like you to, to ask anything or as much as you can while you're here so that you can get everything cleared out, because when once the patients are back home, it's a little bit more difficult sometimes to probably make drawings or to explain in different ways so that everything's uh, a lot clearer. So basically, yeah, there's a, here's a brief uh, explanation of what I what I have been doing, and I really love it. And uh, I'm here to answer any question that that you would like. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'm going to transfer uh, you right now with Doctor Custodio. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, well, Doctor Custodio. Yeah, I'll show you a little bit of my experience. I mean, as Doctor Garcia pretty much already said. Uh, we all start like traditional doctors in the medical school. They don't share you. They don't tell you nothing about your alternative uh, medicine. So my experience started with a uh, uh, patient that the traditional medicine couldn't be uh, cured. And I started with uh, ozone therapy uh, with patients with uh, um, diabetes. And I noticed a lot of improvement that the patient that were already uh, about to be amputated, about to be, uh, I mean, discharged from the service because there was no possible cure. So we started doing awesome therapy and uh, we noticed a lot of improvement. So one thing leads to another one. And uh, now as a part of the medical team here, uh, I mean, we continue using uh, ozone, we do prolotherapy, we do uh, also um, uh, 
managing patients with addictions based on the amino acids, I worked with Dr. William Hitt, and uh, he passed a protocol to me and uh, with amino acids uh, and the NTR, and they're restoring the neurotransmitters instead of a more healthy, more natural way, instead of uh, only kind of uh, mixing or giving another drug to the patient that normally detox programs are right now. Okay. So I'm really here, uh, happy to be with you, and also available in case you have any questions. Okay, thank you. This is Jennifer again. Dr. Carlos has asked me to help him translate, so he's gonna say okay. hi to you. Hi, good morning, everybody. Hi, good morning. He, um, he basically wants me to say that he got in this for personal need as well. Um, all, most of his families are medical doctors, um, eye specialists, optometrists, ophthalmologists. And um, a few, quite a few years ago now, he ended up in a coma. He was in the coma for 23 days. Those 23 days, the entire family, friends, everyone suggested that they would write him off for good. And from that point, he obviously wasn't aware of what was going on, but a colleague of his started applying the stem cells that they were developing in their laboratory and immunotherapies. And guess what happened? After 23 days, he woke up. Wow. He had a feeding tube, gastric tube, a, um, a tracheostomy, he was very, very ill, thought that he would never recover, that he'd never be able to work, function, or ob ob obtain regular life ever again, let alone be a doctor. And here he is heading up our stem cell department, heading up a stem cell laboratory, one of the um, third in Mexico to be formally licensed. Um, he also heads up the immunotherapy vaccines of um, NK and dendritic cell therapy, which are cultured in his laboratory or our laboratory. And he's been treating autoimmune. He ended up having a type of autoimmune disease that was very rare and very severe. So he does, basically, he can eat well. He walks. He has no limitations. He probably has more energy and health than any of us do. No. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. That's amazing. He's all over the place doing all kinds of lectures and research and institutes. He's, he's the one that works with us in the correlation and integration with the university in Spain. Um, in Madrid, and also continues to work with us in the advancements in um, cancer, Lyme, lupus, co-infections, etc. There's one important thing that I think Dr. Garcia did not share with you, and that is about our perfusion hyperthermia. He is our doctor for perfusion hyperthermia, and when it comes to Lyme disease, that is a very, very integral part of, of treatment. I, would you like him to explain that, Dr. Risk? Um, well, we're going to take a break shortly, and then I think we can go into more detail about um, how you guys treat Lyme and, and what that kind of treatment would look like for people. Um, Wonderful. We do, yeah, we do need to take a short break. Um, if anybody who's listening has any questions for Baja MedKate or for me, you can send me an email at anantacalgary at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also call in today. We are recording live, um, so feel free if you have any questions to give us a call. We are going to take a break shortly, and we'll be back with Baja Medgate. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Ouch! 
What do you think of when you think of dental procedures? Well, when you think about it, the teeth and the rest of the body are strongly connected. What happens in one part affects the other. In the Tooth Body Connection with host Dr. Don Ewing, we'll explain more about these concepts as well as discuss the role that your teeth play in your overall health. You'll learn about amalgams and how removing them the wrong way can be toxic to your body. Tune in Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dr. Rebecca Risk, your host, and I'm here with Baja Medgate, which is an alternative health clinic in Mexico. And um, what I want to focus on today um, is mainly how you guys treat Lyme disease, which is um, my focus. I know you guys treat a, a variety of things in a different way, but um, one of the controversies with Lyme is um, the focus on just antibiotics. And I have found and seen that that focus doesn't get people all the way there, that it's way more complicated than that. So can you tell me um, how you guys focus on that and what you do to help people when they first come to you? Absolutely. Um, We do a variety of things. For example, if you're treating them with um, natural type of medications, natural medications, right, herbals or or anti-infection herbals, combinations, natural remedies, etc., those will have a great deal of effect, as you know, and as you've seen through your years, especially because you've been personally through Lyme. Mm-hmm. How we do it here is we do a variety of different testing, everywhere from dark fields to we also, when we take the first day a patient arrives, we usually take a sample of that patient's blood, send it into our lab, and we make an immune therapy vaccine. From that immune therapy vaccine, they watch it under the microscope. They can see if we need interferons, interleukins, immune builders, so whether it goes to a cytokine vaccine, an NK cell vaccine, or a dendritic cell vaccine. But as you well know, we're dealing with biofilms and co-infections. Those biofilms and co-infections really do give us a run for our money. To break through those things, we also use different types of heat therapies, high-dose IVs of uh, vitamin C, amino acids, curcumin. We also use some immune therapies here that are intravenous developed here in Mexico that increase the energy cycle of the Krebs cycle of the body. And something called perfusion hypothermia, which is what Dr. Garcia specializes in. Obviously, there are so many treatments that we could talk about right now. We'd probably keep you on the phone for a few hours. Every Lyme patient we've seen is different. 
every Lyme patient is is treated differently. Um, there are some things that are similar, and there's some things that are so drastically different in each patient. The ones that I can say or that we can say are similar would be the immune vaccines, stem cells, and also using hyperthermia. We also have had experience using antibiotics. We've seen they help in some cases, but the problem is usually things come back. So when that's why we use the immune therapy vaccines. They act as a natural antibiotic, antiparasitic. They do break through the biofilm, especially when we correlate the treatment times with perfusion hypothermia, which is a treatment of the blood, which Dr. Garcia can explain in more detail. That breaks through the biofilm, and it gives us the chance when we give the immune treatments to fight the infections or the co-infections. And the stem cells give the patient the energy to be able to fight and to rebuild because their bodies are so depleted at that point. I'm going to have Dr. Garcia or ask him to please explain hypothermia for a moment and a little bit more on stem cells as well. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. The, the, the process for, for the hyperthermia, first we have to do an evaluation of the patient, which is part of what we do when patients get here. Um, the proficient hyperthermia is an invasive procedure. So we have to put a central line on the patient, um, usually in the subclavian veins um, on the shoulder. We have to um, put a special line because we have to get the blood, part of the blood out of the patient, warm it up, and then we will put it back in. So we have to put the, the central line. <clears throat> Sorry, we, the, the procedure will take between two to three hours maximum, and the patient is uh, monitored fully in a <clears throat> sorry in an environment like a intermediate care unit we have the heart monitors um, oxygen monitors blood pressure usually it's one of the nurses and me the ones that uh, we uh, we do the procedures and um, the the way we do it we lay down the patient on a bed <clears throat> we draw blood out of the patient maximum probably 200 150 to 200 cc's previous in, um, infusion of um, of IV drips so that we don't get any um, complication with the blood pressure of the patient or, or any decompensation. And then that blood goes through a system where it gets filtered, and then we try to warm it up maximum up to 43 uh, centigrade, which is close to 108, 109 uh, Fahrenheit. And the blood keeps circulating, so we, we get blood out of the patient, gets filtered, gets warmed up, and gets back into the system. And it's a continuous cycle like that for two hours, maximum three. <clears throat> we fortunately never had any, any kind of complication um, because the patients are well monitored. They're well uh, treated before and after the, 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 the procedure. And um, the patients are laying down basically very comfortably. Um, usually they can read. We Sometimes while they're having the treatment, we're explaining uh, other uh, things of all possibilities of other treatments that we have available as well. And, um, and once the patient is done, we let them rest for a while so they can cool off, and then um, they, will, they go back to, the, to their clinic. The, the patients don't feel um, basically nothing because we're warming up the blood, and the blood goes already uh, warming to the, to the, blood, or the, the blood vessels. If I compare this treatment to other um, <clears throat> treatments of hyperthermia that are available uh, where the patient gets warmed up by, by light, it, it's a little bit more uncomfortable by, uh, for the patient because we have to warm up first the skin, 
the fatty tissue mass of the then the organ. So the, the period of time might be longer uh, for the patient, and they have to be, um, they can get a little bit anxious because of the heat exposure, so that we, they, they can probably feel like it's burning their, their skin. By doing okay. that, the way that we do it, the patient doesn't feel anything. Actually, I, I don't like to cover them up too much so that they don't get that overheating uh, sensation, so they don't get the anxiety. Because basically, I'm warming up the blood, it goes into the blood vessels, so it goes straight into all the, all the tissues of the body. And okay. uh, so the, the, the outcome is very good because of, by filtering the blood and uh, removing a lot of inflammatory cells that might be circulating, um, by the same heat exposure, um, um, wiping out um, a lot of inflammatory cells from the areas where there's more inflammation because there's blood vessel dilation, there's more blood flow, so a lot of inflammatory response uh, will be out. But if, if there's pain, usually the pain will decrease a lot. There's less pain. The patients uh, feel after the treatment a little bit tired, but usually uh, the next day they will feel very energized. And the tiredness can be normal because we're warming up the blood, so in a way we're increasing their metabolism. That will make them feel um, tired. Um, okay. When we find, um, or when we do the hyperthermia, we usually try to use other immune boosters as well, so that we can um, um, enhance uh, both treatments. If I only do one treatment, I'm not going to probably get the uh, full benefit from it. But when we make the combination of several treatments, even before hypothermia, if I apply to the patient certain immune modulators, certain channel softness that will help me to suppress inflammation faster, when I combine them with the hypothermia, the results are going to be very, very, very good. Sorry that I'm talking a lot, but is there any questions so far? Uh, well, the, the hypothermia does sound um, very interesting. Now, how often does somebody have to do that to see the results that you're looking for? Uh, with the programs that we have, we try to do between two out uh, of three um, hyperthermias. There have been uh, patients where they have uh, received more than that, but um, they were not patients only with Lyme. They've had other um, kinds of diseases as well. And um, But we usually try to do one session per week if it's possible. And maximum, we can probably do two per week, but we have to be checking kidney function, liver function, hemoglobin, white blood cells, all the the, um, the blood work um, response. Yeah. And Dr. Riss, there are some patients that aren't able to do hypothermia, for example, for a medical reason or any other type of situation. And in those cases, we still have a program that is incredibly beneficial. But what we have noticed with some chronic Lyme patients is because they're so chronic, it can get through that biofilm that we've been talking about for so long. And that's one thing that Dr. Garcia has, has seen and we've seen here as a team. The other thing that Dr. Carlos would like explained, and I will hand the phone back to Dr. Garcia for this one, would be NK cell, dendritic cell, and why it works. We're going to ask him to explain okay. that. And also before before you do that, maybe we should explain biofilm a little bit. Just um, not everybody would necessarily understand that, why we're talking about that so much with a, a chronic infection. Sure, absolutely. Um, I can explain it in a very layman's terms. Is that okay? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's easier. One, one, one doctor I worked with a long time ago who was doing studies, um, actually he was studying um, Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's brains with uh, Lyme patients. 
is he would explain it like this. He said, when you go to a riverbed and you pick up a rock, it looks like a normal rock, and you feel something slimy on the top of it. And I said, well, say yes. And he said, well, that's what we call a biofilm. It's hiding whatever's underneath. That happens in the bloodstream, that when we'll do it in general laboratory um, tests or a normal type of treatment that in all pretense and purposes should be working or even integrative alternative treatments, they can't puncture through the biofilm. The biofilm is like a covering mechanism inside the blood that protects the chronic infection, Lyme, the co-infection, whatever it might be, That which means that most treatments we do can't get through the biofilm or we only get through a portion of it. And once we start feeling better, suddenly that breaks apart and we get the illness back again. Yeah, that's, the, I think, the most difficult part of Lyme. A lot of people can do treatment and they feel better, but then mm-hmm. they, they stop treatment and they don't feel well again. And then we have no. these treatment guidelines that are way shorter than they should be, and people are, are just told that's the damage that was done when actually it's still the infection. Exactly. They say Lyme's supposed to be treated in 14 days by the CDC, and I have never seen that. Mine went on for over... 10, 15 years, and no one figured out what it was. Yeah. And it was there. I had multiple friends that passed away just because people were confused. The one thing that um, I will say about that is when we come to stem cells, there are a lot of different forms of stem cells out there, and there's different forms even our labs has worked with. And what we've noticed with stem cell therapy is, like what Dr. Garcia was saying, it is an integrated therapy. If we just do stem cells or just herbals or just hypothermia or just NK or just IVs or ozone or detox diet, there really has to be a combination. But what is the combination for each patient? That's where it gets different. What type of treatment works for each one? And I know you've seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it happens over and over again that we've seen with the different patients through here and from my personal experience of what happens in my own body. The one thing I will say, no matter what a patient does, is the home program and making a lifestyle change is one of the most important things they can do when it comes to diet, supplementation. Once you finish a program, let's say it's with us or any other clinic out there, whoever it is, please don't stop a home program because, like you said, they feel better and then suddenly they get sick again. I'm not saying that the home program would be the 100%, but there's also follow-ups. Right? You have yeah. to stay on something. Something to, it is a lifestyle change. You can get better, but it is a lifestyle change. It's watching yourself, watching your stress levels, making sure what you eat is different, making sure the supplementation is different. Um, would you would you like me to ask Dr. Garcia to explain the immune therapy functions a bit on the end? Sure, that, that would be really interesting. Thank you. The, I was listening to what Jennifer was saying. And uh, something that I forgot to, to mention, and it's very important about the biofilm, is a lot of the cells um, or bacteria or viruses or sometimes even parasites, when we change their environment, they don't like that. So we make them more susceptible to any other treatment that we give to the patient so we can create uh, more damage towards the pathogen without ca- causing um, damage to the, to the host. So when we do hyperthermia, we make um, membranes a little bit more frail <clears throat> of uh, bacteria. So when we provide the rest of the immune therapy, the bacteria can be exposed um, to the immune system and we can get a better recognition and response. Uh, when we do the um, 
part of the immune uh, therapy that we're doing with the NK cells and dendritic cells is because of the, we are waking up in a way and we are enhancing the immune system. Basically, um, the dendritic cell um, will act like a presenting cell for the for the for the NK, so it can come uh, and attack the the bacteria, virus, or, or whatever parasite we're dealing with. So we try to make um, we draw the blood from the patients. We do a specific vaccine from from the blood of the patient in the laboratory, and we will apply depending on each case one, two, uh, three sessions of, of NK and, uh-huh, or uh, dendritic cells. We try to apply them usually intravenously. So we, we have to always be monitoring our patients. You know, some patients will develop fever, which can be part of the um, regular in, immune reaction. Yeah. And uh, so when we, we administer the dendritic cells, <clears throat> they start to circulate. They go and recognize uh, the bacteria, parasite. Uh, fungi, whatever the pathogen is, and they will start to create some kind of bondages with uh, NK cells through uh, signals. So then the, the NK cell will, that is circulating will go detect um, the bacteria virus or the pathogen and will start acting. Doing that, um, at the same time, we try to enhance other parts of the immune system of the patient so that the, the NK cells only focusing in, in what's causing the main problem. So we try to provide as well immune support for the respiratory tract, digestive tract, urinary tract, so that every system in the body is strong enough and the, the major part of the immune system will focus where, where the infection is. Um, in addition to that, the amino acid therapy, all these by providing to the patient as well a low glycemic index diet, everything organic, we are suppressing in, in a way a lot of the inflammatory response. So a lot of the aches and pains that the patient will have will start to, to go down. The, the, the response that we see is very good, and we have to, uh, and we actually get better response in patients when we are um, having more symptoms because we can see which symptom is getting less or which one is disappearing. Even sometimes in very early stages of the, of the lungs, the patient will probably not have too many uh, symptoms because probably they thought it was a flu and they were misdiagnosed. So most of the patients that we get are in, uh, in late stages of, of life. They have already neurological issues. They have chronic fatigue. Uh, they have all the, the, the issues with the serotonin. So by giving them the immune modulation plus as a recover, we try to use the stem cells. The stem cells will start to go and regenerate a lot of the tissue that has been damaged. So we can apply um, the stem cells either intravenously, we can go locally to specific areas of the body, and even for the, uh, when we have narrow line, we will apply them to the spine. So, because a lot of the cells will not go through the brain barrier, so we have to go into the, the spinal um, area, then we make the application, and if we could, we have to do one, two, or three applications, that will be depending on how the patient is um, uh, responding, how the patient is doing. The symptoms start to decrease a lot. Why? Because we're enhancing the immune system, which is supporting detoxification pathways, and uh, we're suppressing inflammation, Plus, we provide cells so we can regenerate systemically and locally of the central nervous system, all of the tissues. 
so the response is very good. Is there any questions so far? Uh, no, that that sounds really interesting. Um, I, I love the idea of that. I mean, it's different than what um, you know is is typically done. Most people don't even talk about the immune system that much in relationship, even when there is an infection. Um, we do have to take another break, though. Uh, so um, we're going to come back and talk more about um, these treatments that you do. If anybody listening has any questions, you can call in. We are recording live, um, or you can send an email or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. If you have any more questions about um, what Lyme disease is, we did talk about that last week on my show with Jillian OJ. So if you're more interested of whether this is something that you need to look into, you can listen to that show and see if um, there's uh, something that hits home for you Um, so stay tuned and we'll be back shortly opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Um, I'm here. This is Dr. Rebecca Risk, and I'm here with Baja Medgate, which is an alternative health clinic in Mexico. And um, we're talking with uh, Jennifer Mealy, Dr. Garcia, Dr. Miramontes, and Dr. Custodio. Uh, so I'm wondering if somebody can explain to us what the stem cell therapy is that you guys do. Absolutely, Dr. Risk. And um, I'll, this is Jennifer Mealy um, again. I'll add in a few things. The one thing that I was going to share about stem cell therapies is the uh, mesenchymal stem cell therapies that we use. We found them very important in Lyme patients for a number of reasons. When you have Lyme, a lot of the body is compromised. And one of the things that we've seen is you don't have enough energy to get through treatment as well. 
stem cells allow us to do that. It gives us enough energy so that our bodies can fight. The other thing is it can also help repair. They have a great assistance in rebuilding the body. And when we design a program, it works synergistically to integrate inside the patient's body and obtain the most benefit possible from the stem cell therapy. We have worked with quite a few different patients with stem cells. Um, It's gone everywhere from Lyme disease, Parkinson's, MS, ALS, chronic fatigue, uh, nerve damage, uh, gastric problems, hip problems, joint problems. And as we all know, a lot of those particular problems start out with Lyme's and end into another type of diagnosis. Mesenchymal stem cells, they are from donor. They are... They're the, we're the first stem cell bank having a lab, laboratory that certifies as a class 10,000. It's a biosecurity. It's standards in obtaining cell cultures so that it's to assure everyone out there, and I personally receive them, so is Dr. Garcia, so is Dr. Carlos, quite a few, as we mentioned earlier in the program. We had a lot of them. Um, it's a very strict control when the cells are actually prepared. They're from fat tissue of donors that um, give their consent, and they're specifically through fat tissues of anywhere between 18 to 20, 25 years old, 24, with very specific qualifications. There's microbiological crops testing, which tests for bacterial fungi, yeast, parasites, Lyme. Um, we test for um, screening of mycoplasmas. Uh, there's a detection of cytotoxicity and functionality tests. Also, we check for excuse me, hepatitis, uh, BNC, HIV, syphilis. We make sure the cells are completely clear. There's 10 years, more of 10, more actually over 10 years of experience in handling these type of cells. And we've worked everywhere from dental to bone marrow to fatty tissue to um, uh, placenta and umbilical cord. We found the most benefit working with fat tissue from donor. Uh, we've worked with quite a few different hospitals now, and we uh, also, in some patients' cases, will work with adipose tissue, which is from the own patient's body. However, we have seen more effect and better response, especially if your body is already degenerated and having a hard time producing additional stem cells. We find it better giving the patient stem cells that are clean, safe, and to support them because you need that energy from another source. The laboratory that we have here, um, we've been working also and involved with Research Center in Euroespes, uh, which is located in Coruña, Spain, as well as the university that's in Madrid. Now, there are different ways we can apply these stem cells. We can apply them either directly to skin. We can apply them as injection uh, mixed with PRP, which is from your blood, which is the, the plasma when the blood is spun down. That can be mixed with the stem cell and injected into, let's say, an injured joint, into muscular tissue to help repair. Um, We can also do them direct as intravenous, or we can pre-differentiate those cells and do them as neural cells into the cerebral spinal fluid. This allows us to get a better effect when we're dealing with neurological, such as neural limes, MS, Parkinson's, stroke patients, things like that. The one thing I wanted to mention is the same laboratory that does our stem cells and creates them also creates the NK and dendritic cell therapy. And just as a side note, as we were explaining it earlier, and to make sure it's clear to any of our listeners out there that are listening to this, is that when we take an immune therapy, it is from the own person's body. It's blood that's taken from the patient, sent to the lab, and separated and cultured, 
into a cytotoxic type of cell, which increases the amount of dendritic or NK cell of the own patient's body. When we have an autoimmune disease, Lyme disease, any any type of, of disease in the body, it's really important that we increase the natural killer cytokine and dendritic cell activity, and that's what those cells actually do. So in combination with stem cells and immune treatment, we get a very good integration to rebuild the body. Was that a, a good enough explanation? Yeah, that's. I mean, it sounds really interesting. These are things we definitely don't um, talk about on a regular basis, but it sounds like something everybody needs just to get their you know bodies working properly again as we uh, get older. We, we, even, we even use the... Um, the culture material that's from the stem cells, which are cell factors, they're the factors, to create a skin product to help the patients that are here just feel better about themselves. It heals scars and helps them take away some damage and lift wrinkles, and it's more of the other vanity side, but honestly, when you've been sick for that long, it's really nice to have some time. <laughs> well, you can be very sick and still worry about, you know, losing your hair or the quality oh, of it or what yeah. you look like, because you can't feel good if... if um, you know, it helps you feel better. I think that's something that really Absolutely. bothered me when I was sick. So I can see that <laughs> helping <laughs> for sure. So um, as you've been doing this for um, a few years, is there any, um, you know, what are the results that people get when they leave your clinic? What are they looking at for their life afterwards? Well, what we normally do with patients, it depends on their length of stay, depends on what treatments we do and what kind of support they actually do have at home. For example, a lot of people when they go home don't have a Dr. Risk to go home to. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is they usually, a lot of patients we get, a lot of them do have support, which is wonderful, but the ones that don't, that's where we get worried. Um, We're always following through with them um, when they go home via phone. We offer a service that they can call in one, two, three, four, five times a week, six times a week, whatever it's needed. We also do a very detailed home program. If they have someone that they can continue working with like you, Dr. Risk, we also work in conjunction and correlation with that person to create the home program. We give them anywhere from herbal medications to supplementation to diet, immune boosters, as Dr. Garcia was explaining, excuse me, a little earlier in the program, um, some of the ones they can do orally. There are some other um, immune stimulants that can be done that we've seen great benefit with Lyme. There's some frequency devices that we've seen work really well with certain people, and those can also be taken home. We have a gentleman that we've worked with for years that's developed one that seems to work very well. And a lot of times when they leave our program, they're feeling a lot better, they're feeling healthier, they're feeling stronger, but we remind them one important thing. They need to continue on the home program. And in some cases, we will recommend they come back for a booster because when we're dealing with chronic Lyme or even acute, we still need to have a booster in there, a booster where it might be three months, six months to a year later, but something where it's a weak program of just buildup of stem cells or one immune therapy, something like that. Um, again, I will say that a lot of things people can do at home um, it's very important either before or after a program that they go as many herbals as possible. We like to focus, and I think we spoke about this once, Dr. Risk, risk also using the parasitic medications that are available out there. Instead of just pure antibiotics, we try to avoid those, obviously. Parasitic medications can be traditional to integrative alternative to pure herbals, and there's some that are very strong that work incredibly well out there. And, um, again... 
I have to just keep repeating the same thing. The home program is so important, and every one of our patients goes home with a very detailed home program, and we usually supply them with all the supplements, a list of dietary needs, and we stay in touch with them via email, phone, everything that's needed. Well, I think the home program is important um, to to um, bring, you know remind people because it, it's like what you were saying before that it is a lifestyle. It's not a, a diet or a temporary treatment. When you have these chronic illnesses, it's a lifestyle that's going to change it. Even if you're dealing with chronic Lyme and you go on to feel better for years, if you're not, you know taking care of yourself your immune system can get weak and if you've left any you know it can stay in that biofilm for a long time and then come back when you fall off you know taking care of yourself which isn't you know one of the hardest things I think for people is to be reminded that we have to do that oh absolutely I mean even I working and living in it every single day sometimes forget to stop and do those little things that make a difference and I pay for it a few days later, and I go, oh, that's right. But when I do everything, and it's not like a huge, huge, huge thing that's so different. It is a lifestyle change, yes, but if you just remember to do those things, you feel so much better. You feel clearer, lighter. You don't have the chronic inflammation in the joints. You don't have that sluggish feeling. You don't have the pain all over. I mean, all those things really make a big difference. <laughs> Um, so is there um, any just um, advice that you can give people at home if they're um, wondering if this is something they should pursue for themselves? Um, you mean like doing some type of home program with, without contacting any of us? Just some um, Home program or, um, you know, what would make somebody need to call you or feel they should call you? Oh, absolutely. I would say one of the main things is find a diet that works for them. Um, find a supplement program that works for them, find a lifestyle change when I mean that by trying to take some of the stress off, taking time to sleep at night, to rest. I know some people can't rest at night, but trying to find a schedule that works for your body so you can sleep. The sleep is so important in all of this. And in order to reach out to us, we're honestly available to anyone, anyone who feels like they're just not getting enough or they feel like they're they're not 100% sure on what they want to do, they just want some advice, we always welcome people to call us, reach out to us, email call, whatever it might be, and we don't charge for evaluations. What we always do is if a patient's interested, we have them call or email, we send them a history form, which gives us a medical history, and we organize a phone call with myself and one of the other doctors. And from there, once we talk to them with the medical history, we design what we would think would be a beneficial program and email that to them. Now, we can either, we don't charge for that. Um, We want to make sure that we can help that patient before even accepting them, which normally we can, but that's something to make them feel more confident with us. And also to make sure they feel comfortable, because no matter where they go or what they do, they've got to be comfortable with the decision they're making. One thing I'll say is that we're always here for patients. We try to be 100% available, reaching out, pulling from every resource we have, We've had patients that have done incredibly well. We've had patients that have done okay. And we've had patients that have actually gone home, continued the program, continued to do really well, and patients that have gone home, not continued the program, and have failed because they don't stay on a good program. So, again, that's a big thing. Um, the one thing I will make sure in, in sharing is that here 
We have done everything we can, even though we're an alternative and integrative clinic, to make ourselves 100% legal in Mexico, which is something that is not always easy, even in a country that does recognize alternative and integrated treatments. There's still regulations. And we have done everything to have what we call a um, a licensed clinic for a sanitary, which is a clinica sanitaria in Spanish, which is what we hold here as well as a full clinic. Our laboratory holds the same thing. So we keep everything sterile, clean. We're careful not to cross-contaminate, again, because with any type of chronic infection, we just want to make sure the patients are safe, and that's what we strive to do. Our environment is very homey. We don't take very many people at one time. We make sure of that because all of our staff, and especially our doctors, see our patients every single day. It's not a a one-time-a-week. It's every day. We sit with the patients one time a week as a team and explain blood work and anything else they might need. So Jennifer, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna interrupt you. Um, we do have to end the show. Um, I love the sound of everything that we've talked about today. Um, definitely, really interesting uh, forms of treatment. Now, is there if there is any way that um, people want to get a hold of you? How can they do that? They're more than welcome to call us. We have a U.S. phone number, which is six one nine three seven three eight three zero six. That's 619-373-8306. Our email address is bajamedgate at gmail.com. That's B-A-J-A-M-E-D-G-A-T-E at gmail.com. And our website is bajamedgate.com. We're still adding quite a bit of information. It goes up and down at times. So there might be information there, then it disappears and comes back because we're trying to update everything we have. Oh, that's that's great. So I want to thank you all, um, all of you, for joining us today. It was Jennifer Mealy, Dr. Garcias, Dr. Miramontes, and Dr. Custodio from Baja Medicaid in Mexico, where we talked about alternatives to treatment for Lyme disease or other chronic illnesses. Um, If you have any comments about this show, uh, feel free to send an email or follow us on Facebook or Twitter, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Next week, we're going to be speaking with Doug and Sheila about the stress that illness can have on the family. This is an important show. If you or anyone you know is ill, um, there are many unspoken struggles when this happens to a family. So I want to thank you all for joining me today. Thank you so much for inviting us. Thank Thank you you very much, Dr. Risk and Radio, for having us with you today. We appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening, and make today a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Please join Dr. Rebecca Risk again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk more next week. 